the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Today we're talking about unto us, I want to talk about the purpose of gifts. The purpose of gifts. Uh, and uh, Isaiah chapter 9 is really, we're going to look at that as our primary passage. Uh, so I'm, I'm really just going to share a few points with you out of, out of Isaiah 9. So you can really just stay there. I'll have some subscriptures, but, uh, but really just stay in Isaiah chapter 9 if you can. How many of you guys like to give? You like to be the giver? Yeah, a lot of you. How many of you like to receive? Good. How many of you like both? both. <laughs> giver, receiver, right? Those are good things too. We love giving gifts, don't we? And it's fun. Like if, you th- if you're the giver... You like to think about who you're giving it to, who the receiver will be, and you really try to uh, you know, think about what they need, right? What they need or what would be a blessing to them or, or really how to surprise them, right? How many, of you, how many of you are really good about coming up with some surprise, whether it's for your spouse or your kids? You know, they open it, it's like, ah, right? And they're, they're dancing and jumping and doing whatever they do, and so they're just going nuts. I am terrible, I am the worst at, at surprises. I'm just telling you. I am no good. It never works. I am just bad at it. Uh, so Jen will tell you. Usually uh, what's happened, because I always spoil it, I'm a, I, I give the spoiler, it always happens whether uh, she finds out or it slips or I leave it laying out. I don't know. I, I just, I'm just not very good at it. Uh, so it's kind of turned into a funny tradition where I have to give like a pre-Christmas gift, which is usually the the gift, but it usually comes early because I'm so excited about that one. And then there's the Christmas gift that uh, it's just something, right? It's just something because I got to have a gift on Christmas, right? And so that's just kind of a joke for me anyway. That's kind of what happens. But I'm just not very good at it. I'm not very good at hiding it. And thank, thank God that this for the scripture. I love Isaiah chapter 9 because Isaiah chapter 9 is really about the father announcing his gift early, really early. So that makes somebody like me who's not very good at surprises feel pretty good, right? So Isaiah chapter 9, so here's, uh, but the reason why you give gifts, think about this, whether you're given a blanket or a technology, every gift has a purpose, doesn't it, right? If you're given a blanket, the purpose of the blanket is, you know, keep them warm, or maybe it's one of those blankets where uh, you don't cover up with it, you know what I'm talking about? You're not allowed to touch it, it's just decoration, it's just there to make the room look special and good, it's it's for a color pop, it's for something, Uh, but even though it could keep you warm... That's not the purpose. The purpose is whatever, right? Or if it's technology, it has a purpose, right? If you're getting an iPad or a watch or whatever, it helps you with your calendar. You know, it keeps you synced, emails, all that kind of stuff. But there's a purpose to it, and the purpose is usually there to benefit the receiver, and the, the giver is giving that as a blessing and as a benefit. And, you know, those things can you know, go on past Christmas. You know, they, every year they're pulling out that special blanket, or, you know, every day they're using that watch. But uh, the purpose, and there's a, there's a blessing that usually goes on beyond the day, right? It usually goes on uh, for at least a little bit of time. Uh, or maybe the blanket becomes a re-gift, you know, next year. That's awesome, too, right? There's the purpose, but the purpose, even if it's a re-gift, the purpose is for whatever the receiver uses it for, covering up decorating, whatever it may be. Everything has a purpose. Well, look at Isaiah chapter 9. Look at the, uh, I just want to look at this uh, through a couple different lenses today. Uh, it's, it's a pretty, this is, you know, one of the passages, obviously, around Christmas time. It's in Christmas music. You hear it a lot, but here's, here's the verse, verse 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Mighty God. 
everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and, other, and over his kingdom to order and establish it with the judgment of justice from that time forward, even forever. This is, this is the proclamation from the Father to all of us, unto us. Really, this is what, we don't use the word unto very much today, do we? Uh, I don't know if I've ever used it in a sentence. Uh, unto us, a son has been given. Unto us, a child a son has been given. Uh, really, unto is an archaic word that really means uh, the promise is for you. The promise is to you, to me, to all of us. Actually, the promise is to all humanity. Past, present at the time that this was spoken, and future, uh, us today. Uh, this was spoken years before the Messiah had come. Uh, like I said, this is the spoiler alert. This is the Father saying, hey, I'm sending you a gift. I promise you, I'm sending you a gift. And it's going to be a son. It's going to be a child. And there's many other passages in Isaiah, Micah, and many other scriptures I can give you. Uh, it's going to come through a virgin. It's going to come through a town of Bethlehem. All of these amazing scriptures about the gift that's to come. Unto us, a promise that God the Father is giving you and me and all humanity this wonderful gift. Not only does God give you kind of a spoiler of the gift, but he tells you, hey, this is what the gift is going to look like. This is the way the gift is going to operate. This will be the purpose of the gift. Uh, the gift is going to come in this way or in this town through a lineage, through a family that links all the way back to David. You'll be able to account for family after family from David until the Messiah comes. But he's, all of these things are going to be true. And this is how you know this will be my gift. Now, I don't know about you. If you're like me and you don't like surprises, right? If you're just not good with surprises, this would have been mind-boggling, right? So, so I'm going to get a gift. It's going to be a son. It's going to come through a virgin. When? 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 Well, don't worry about when. It's going to come through the town of Bethlehem. All of these little carrots that God's dangling out in front of us. This is what the, the anticipation for the Messiah must have been crazy. After Isaiah read something like this, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Lord, God himself will come and it's gonna look like this. Unto us, a child, a son is given. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, when you give a gift, it's exciting in the moment, maybe excited for a week or a month or maybe even, maybe even a little bit longer. Maybe you get one of those gifts that goes on for quite some time, like uh, maybe you get a car or something that it, it blesses you for quite some time. Uh, the closest thing I could find to uh, a gift that is like this, and it doesn't even come close, but it's still important and amazing, is when you have a, a Christmas baby. Anybody have babies born around Christmas? Yeah, I do. I've got two of them. Sarah's birthday's on Friday. And Micah's birthday's on the 23rd, a couple days before Christmas. And it's just a special time, isn't it, as parents? It's a special time anytime your kids are born. My other two were born in the summer and October. But they're all special. But there's something about when you have a Christmas baby, right? There's something about bringing that baby home two days before Christmas, stuffing them in a stocking, putting them under a tree, and taking a picture. It's awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sarah came out after first service. One of you guys told her. She goes, you put me in a stocking? I'm like, yes, I did. I put you under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> that's Sarah's style. She's just funny. 
But John, uh, so there's just something about, that's probably the closest we have to Jesus. And look, uh, to be honest, you know, our kids are a blessing to us, to our families, to many people. For many years, they'll be, they'll be a blessing to many different people. But think about this, and, and I don't want to underestimate that, or, or I don't want to demean that, because it is special and it is amazing. Uh, but think about this, Jesus Christ, the gift of Jesus Christ, blessed every single person in the whole world every single day. Psalm says, don't forget his benefits daily. Daily. I don't know about that. You can never give a gift at Christmas with that kind of impact and that kind of power. But this is the gift unto us, Jesus, unto us, Yeshua, unto us, the Messiah, the anointed one, unto us. This is what I'm giving you. Jesus Christ is an amazing gift, isn't he? He is the gift. Jesus, what a gift Jesus Christ is. John 3.16 says it this way. And look, this is, so Isaiah was pre, before the Messiah came, way before the Messiah came. John 3 was while the Messiah was on the earth. And look at this. It says in verse 16 or verse 3 of John says, For God so loved the world, everyone said that he gave, gave, gift, his only begotten son, that whoever believes him should not perish, but have everlasting life. First John chapter 4, verse 9. This is after his resurrection and ascension into heaven. This is one of his apostles, John, writing, God showed how much he loved us by sending, sending, that's a gift, right? You're sending the gift, his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Listen to how impactful, how powerful this gift that was given unto us is. It was powerful when it was spoken in Isaiah before the Messiah came. And let's just put things in, let's make things very clear. Maybe you're new to the Bible. Jesus wasn't born on Christmas Day. That's not where he began. John 1, if you want to go do some study, he, he's always been. He's the one that spoke and trees came about. We came about. Water came about. The earth came about. The sun, the light, the stars. That was Jesus. Jesus is God. Jesus is the word, but his creation point as a human being, yes, it began when he became flesh. Just like what Pastor Eric was saying when we sang that song, the word, the God that made everything became flesh. He became a human being like us. That's, it's mind-blowing to think about this. There's not a gift on the planet and outside of the planet that is anything like Jesus Christ. Jesus, who is God, just Philippians says he put down his Godhead. He put down his, his lordship, although he's still God and he's still man at the same time, but he can't see as he did before. He, can't, he doesn't have that eternal perspective. He came as a man like us. How humble is that, that God became what he created? It's mind-boggling, isn't it? God created us and then he became like his creation. We don't have anything on the planet that can... If you make a watch, it will never create itself, recreate itself by itself and become itself. It's impossible. It can't happen. Only God can do something like that. Not only did he come and became his creation, but then the very things he created, he was crucified on. He was crucified on a tree which he created, that he made. He was crucified by people that he made, us. 
But there was a purpose. Every gift has a purpose. There was a reason why God sent his only son, gave his son as a gift. But unto us, Jesus Christ, Yeshua himself, the Messiah, is given. Yes to you. Yes to me. Yes to every Jew. Yes to every Gentile. Yes to every nation and every tongue. Yes to every single one. Jesus Christ was the gift for every, for all humanity. For all humanity. Every day. Unto us, this gift that God's given to us blesses us, changes us, transforms us, reveals himself to us. Isaiah 9 says, not only did God give us a gift, but he says, this is what the gift, this will be the nature, the nature of Jesus. This will be the nature of the Messiah. Well before he came, this is what he's going to look like. Now, God's the same today, tomorrow, forever. He hasn't changed. He's just letting us know, this is who I am. When you see the Messiah, it's going to look always like I've been. But this is what it's going to be like. Notice the names that he gives. Notice before the gift is given, right? Before the gift is given, he's called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful. I mean, we give gifts that are wonderful sometimes. But that's not what I'm talking about. I, I mean, you give a gift, you're like, wow, excited, wonderful. You're ripping it open, tearing the box up, you're putting it on your arm, covering yourself up with that Snuggie. <laughs> wow, this is beautiful. I feel warm. Fire's going, smells, cookies, family, friends, lights. Love Christmas, don't you? But that's not the wonderful I'm talking about. Think about this. When God the Father said, I'm sending a son unto you, and this is who he will be. He says this, he'll be wonderful. He'll be the, you know, the greatest earthly throne that's been on earth is the throne of David. Now, I don't care if you believe Jesus or the Messiah or not, everybody knows about the throne of David. The throne of David is the, was earthly-wise the strongest king and throne that's ever been on this earth. And the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the gift who the Father's given will be in that lineage of David and will rule from the throne of David. Now, not in the way that David ruled. Now, it's important that Jesus is in that lineage. It's important that Jesus rules on the throne that everybody knows, the throne of David. But listen to this. Something David could never rule. Jesus will rule in a way that David never could. He'll rule with exhaustible wisdom. Listen to that, exhaustible wisdom. You will never know what this son, this unto us, this son that's given. You'll never have the wisdom ever, even be close to the wisdom that Jesus Christ has. He has exhaustible wisdom. It will wear you out. Why? Because he knows everything about everything. He made everything. David could never rule in that way, but Jesus can. And Jesus does, and Jesus is ruling today. That's the gift. Exhaustible wisdom, perfection. Listen to this, David could never say this either. Perfection in decision making. How awesome would that be if we could rule with perfection? 
Boy, I'd love to live in a country where perfect decision-making from our leaders and governors. This is who Jesus is, perfection and decision-making. That's the gift. Unto us, I'm giving you, that's wonderful. A wonderful God that knows everything about everything, will never make a mistake, will rule perfectly. He'll be your Lord. He'll be your God. And you'll be his people. Wonderful. Wonderful, perfect in decision-making. A wondrous creator of the world. He created the world. He created the nations. And will, for all eternity, be wonderful. Listen, your gifts wear out of that wonder over time, don't they? They're wonderful when you open them, but they kind of wear out, don't they? It gets kind of old. Jesus will never get old. He'll always be wonderful. Whether you call him wonderful or not, He'll always be wonder. For all eternity, he'll always be wonder. For all eternity, he'll always be right. For all eternity, he'll always be perfect. For all eternity, he'll always be glorious and strong and mighty. For all eternity, he'll always rule over all the nations and over all the kingdoms. For all eternity, he will always be God. Whether you worship him or not, it will always be true. And if we choose not to worship him, the rocks will. Let's not let that happen, people. God is wonderful. This gift he's sending unto us is wonderful. He's a counselor. How many of you asked for a counselor for Christmas? <laughs> if you do, if you did, nothing wrong with counselors. We need them. But you're probably getting it because you need some help, right? Isn't it, isn't it amazing? And uh, sometimes when we read the scripture, wonderful and counselor kind of go together. Now, in the original, they're actually two separate words. Uh, but Jesus is a wonderful counselor, but he's our counselor. And if you think about it, what an amazing gift that the Father is sending us not only a wonderful Messiah, a wonderful Son, a wonderful Lord, but he's sending us a counselor, somebody that can help us with an infallible sense of guidance. Think about that. He knows every step you need to take. He knows about every situation and circumstance that you're gonna go through, and he can guide you correctly every single time. What a gift. What a gift Jesus Christ is. Not only is he wonderful in every way, but he is the best Counselor, he is the best shepherd. He's the best person that you can go to with all of your needs. Uh, Pastor Eric said that when we were ending worship. He'd, every care, every desire that you have, he wants you to bring it to him. That's what an amazing counselor is. If you've ever done counseling, right, it's, it's very helpful. And sometimes it's hard to get to a counselor. Well, let me just tell you this. Jesus is available every single moment of every single day of every single human being, past, present, and future. That's pretty wonderful. And he's an amazing counselor. Think about this. Truth. He is truth. He's not like sometimes true. He's not like sometimes right. The man is truth. He is the word. He is the truth. You know, a lot of times we struggle and we just need the truth. What an amazing gift. Here he is. Here's the child unto us, Jesus Christ, the truth. He's here to help you. He's here to lead you. He's here to guide you. 
And he's the way, right? Look, when we all get counselors in, it's a, it's, it's a good thing. They're not the way. They may help you get on the right track, but they're not the way. And Jesus isn't just the way above every other ways. He's the only way. He's not just better than all the other ways. He's the only way. And he's the only truth. And he's the only life. And that's your counselor who knows everything, who's wonderful, who's loving and kind and generous and good and graceful, wonderful in every way. He's there to help guide you every step of the way unto us. Jesus Christ, wonderful, a counselor, mighty God. Think about that, mighty God. He's God, he's living as a, he's mighty in every way. We may have crucified him, but this is how mighty he is. He's sitting there right in front of you, right before the crucifixion saying, hey, I know it's gonna happen, but don't worry, when it, when it happens, I'm getting up. Wouldn't you have some questions if you were sitting there? Well, how are you going to get up? Now, I'm a mighty God. Don't you worry about it. I'll get up. And I'll find you. <laughs> I love it when he found them. Don't be afraid. I love that. That's how mighty he is. Death. He's victorious over death. He's victorious over evil. He's victorious. That's how mighty he is. There's nothing more powerful than our God. Unto us. Unto you. Unto me, Jesus Christ. What a gift. What a gift. And finally, he's the Prince of Peace. Sorry, I missed Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Sometimes you hear that and you think there's a conflict, right? Because there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. How can Jesus be the Everlasting Father when there's a God the Father? Look, there's no conflict in the way it's written. By the way, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit aren't wrestling over whose position is more important. Jesus said this to Thomas, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. There's complete unity, but basically what this is saying unto us, this gift that's given to you, the way he cares for you is like the perfect Father. A Father that will never go away in a good way. Because he's everlasting, he's eternal. He loves you, he cares about you. He's fighting for you. He's never gonna leave you, he's never gonna reject you. He'll never be wrong. Even though you may be wrong, he's there to extend his grace and his love and pick you up. He's kind and he's generous. This is the everlasting father. He's our good shepherd. Look, a shepherd tends the flock. You know, you're known and I'm known as a sheep. The church is known as the sheep. And our good shepherd, our everlasting father, the Lord, he's our shepherd. He's there to help us. He's there to counsel us. He's wonderful. Boy, we want the good shepherd part of our life. What an amazing gift Jesus Christ is to us. And then Prince of Peace. You know what's amazing about peace, especially right now in the world that we live in, and I think, you know, we all say we live in a crazy time, but I think Paul would have said he lived in a crazy time. David said he lived in a crazy time. But you know one thing that's consistent about all these crazy times? Everyone's crying for peace. Right now, rockets are being sent over Israel right now. Why? Why? Well, we know it's, first of all, over 
religion. But they really believe that these wars and these fighting, these rockets will bring peace. All the world leaders, including our president, are trying to bring peace to that region, to that area. In fact, one of the things that we sing in our Christmas carols is that we'll have world peace. We'll never have world peace, just a spoiler alert. Not on this earth. Now in the kingdom with Jesus, we'll have peace. There will be no evil, there will be no fighting, there will be none of that. But as long as we live here, as long as Jesus Christ isn't the Lord, look, he's, not, he's always the Lord, but he's not the, this is not his world. This is the enemies here. Temptation, evil. This isn't, this isn't his kingdom. But Isaiah 9, unto us a gift will, and he'll be the prince of peace. He is peace. He's not like peaceful. He's not like, well, he was peaceful yesterday, but he had a bad day. He's always peaceful. Peace is who he is. It's his nature. This is the gift. The father said, look, this is what the Messiah is going to be like. He's going to be wonderful. He's going to be an amazing counselor to you. He's going to be mighty in his rule. He's going to be a mighty God. He's an amazing, everlasting father. He will, he will lead you well. And finally, he is going to usher in a peace like you've never seen before. Not just, in, and listen, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 is about a government. It's about a kingdom. It's talking a lot about this kingdom. A lot of Jews struggle with this because Jesus, when he was here, he didn't like take over. But don't worry, he'll take over. And by the way, he's already over everything. But they thought something different. Their perception was different of what they thought Jesus would do. So that's why they reject him as the Messiah. But make no mistake about it. Jesus Christ is the Lord and the King of Kings. Has always been, will always be, and he will come. And he will judge and he'll bring justice and he will rule for all eternity. Prince of Peace, what a gift. What a gift Jesus is to us. What an amazing gift he is to us. Unto us, the Father's given us the Messiah, his own son. And finally, let's talk about his purpose and power. Matthew 28, 18. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. Remember, Isaiah says, he'll come and the government will be upon his shoulders. The increase of his government and peace to his kingdom and to his government, there'll be no end. That's what Isaiah says. Look at what Jesus himself says in Matthew 28. And Jesus came and spoke with them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. How about that? How much authority? All. All. Isn't that what the Father said about the Messiah? All authority is given to Jesus. All authority. It's all his. It's all under his feet. Revelation 12, 5 says, she bore a male child, speaking of the Messiah, speaking of Jesus, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God in his throne. Right? When Jesus ascended, where did he ascend? At the right hand of the Father on the throne. And when Jesus returns, he will rule with a rod of iron. Everything that God said about this gift unto you, the promises. Look, I promise you, I'm sending you unto you, my child, my son. 
the Lord, God himself. I'm sending him to you. All authority will be under him. All rule, all government will be under him. And it'll be ruled with peace. There will be no end. It'll be eternal. What a gift. Listen, I want to read a verse out of Revelation. Look, you don't have to turn there. Just, just stay in the moment. Stay in the presence of what God's going to do here for just a second. But when I say what a gift, I want you to see what power and what purpose the Messiah brings to every single one of us. Unto us. Unto us. Everyone say it with me as you stand your feet. Unto us. A child has been given. Unto us, church. Jesus, the Father is saying, I promise you this amazing Messiah, this amazing blessing. This is who Jesus is. Look, this is not about a God that you can't know. This is a God that you have a relationship. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, the Father sent him for you. Right here, right now, you can give your life to Jesus Christ. You can commit your life to Jesus Christ. Right here, right now, you can know this gift that has been promised to you, this everlasting Father that maybe you've never had, this wonderful God that you've never known, this counselor that can help every situation. Maybe you're in a situation right now that you're just like, God, I don't know a way out. Let, I want to introduce you to the amazing counselor, the gift Jesus Christ himself has been given to you, the mighty God that has all power over all situations, over all kingdoms, and the Prince of Peace. All of us in this room have had chaos. All of us in this room have experienced trouble and trials. Right now, God can give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Right now, God can show you the very nature of who he is, this wonderful gift that God's been sent to us. And by the way, God isn't dead. He's alive. He's ruling He's on the throne, and he's going to come again. And listen to this, church. Listen, I want you just to worship in whatever way the Holy Spirit of the Lord, your spirit just unites with what God's doing. But I just want to read the purpose and power of our Messiah. Revelation 19 says this. The very purpose and power of our Messiah is this. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one except himself knew. He was clothed with a robe dripped in blood. And his name was called the word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth came a sharp sword, and with it he should strike the nations. And he himself, Jesus Christ, will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself, Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of fierceness and wrath of the Almighty God. He has on his robe and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords Church let's worship the mighty God <laughs>